Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, beloved, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. So, Jesus says in John 14, 23 to 24, If anyone really loves me, he will keep my word, teaching. And my father will love him and we will come to him and make our dwelling place with him. One who does not really love me does not keep my words. And the word teaching which you hear is not mine but is the Father's who sent me. Amen. So my brothers and sisters, what we talking about today? Well, Jesus took my sins to the cross. Now I can do as I please. Oh, really? You really think You can do as you please. So you want to be an apostate, right? You want to abuse grace, right? You want to water down the gospel so that you can stay in abomination, don't you? So what you mean, Jesus took my sins to the cross? Now I can do as I please. Uh, Says who? And this is what we had been dealing with this whole summer, beloved. Many who wants to believe that God understands, air quotes, understands them so much that he's willing to turn a blind eye to their foolishness and recklessness and still go to heaven, still having a share of their inheritance to the kingdom of God. These are they who are deceived as we once were. Listen, you turn your back on Jesus. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 10, There is no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a raging fire that will, in fact, beloved, consume the enemies of God. Amen. You know what the writers or writer is talking about here? No one else is coming to save us. Listen, Christ Jesus already came and he's coming back in judgment to take vengeance 
on his enemies, those who have rejected God and lived a life of no repentance and sin will be judged. So we can run around here all day claiming the name, falling for false doctrine about a once I'm saved, I'm always saved. And that I can live however I want because Jesus took my sins and nailed them to the cross. Which is true. He did nail it to the cross. So do you really think it will be okay for us to remain in sin after all that he suffered We still can live however we want. Beloved, listen. The biggest lie told to humans by Satan is that you can disobey God and still live. And this has been our number one problem since day one. Listen, beloved, please understand the context of today's podcast. Sin is not normal. And I put three exclamation points behind this. And if you are claiming his name and you are willfully, deliberately, knowingly practicing sin, the Bible says you are not righteous. You are not a child of God. A child of God fears God for his righteous character remains in us. Therefore, we do not make it a practice to go on sinning willfully. So now, God doesn't understand your sin. Listen, rebellion against God is called sin. It is not him understanding your humanism towards rebellion in his sight. No, he doesn't understand when you try to humanize His direct command. The unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom. And you can try to humanize this. You can try to twist and bend and manipulate his word. You can do it all. But what you cannot do is to tell God his word is unreasonable and not with the times, because you still want to stay in your abomination and filth. So you will go out, seek and find some apostate church, some lukewarm church, some false church, to co-sign with your madness and reprobation all the while claiming you are a follower of Jesus, a born-again Christian at that. You have been so deceived by the devil that you don't have to live according to God's word, that you can actually take his word misinterpret it, and just demolish any teaching on righteous living. Yeah. And this is where we see great deception going on. As I was preparing for today's podcast, right? 
as you can see, I'm up in arms. I don't know about you, beloved, but I hate sin. I, I truly abhor it. And I don't want to see any of God's children living and rolling in sin. Only to lift their eyes in a place they did not expect they will spend eternity in. I don't want this for myself either. So I'm preparing for today's podcast, right? And I came across an article. I'm telling you, it's truly amazing what you will find on on the internet. And I know that this deceived world claims for the most part that many are Christians. No, I know everybody loves to throw that word around, not understanding we were never called to be Christians. We were called to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. But anywho, I came across this article and um, it was all about being a transgender, no, 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 a transsexual, I guess it's the same thing, I don't know. I'm now completely lost in the whole alphabet. I'm, 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 I'm lost. But anywho, this deceived individual believes that she is a he and that God is okay with this. So I'm reading this because at first I was going to just skip over it. I'm like, okay, I'm not reading that, but I don't know. I, I read it because you see, I, I want to understand the mindset. Now this person is professing Christ. Okay, and that is why I wanted to read it, because if she is professing Christ in this article, she is talking about another God. She thinks she's talking about our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. She thinks she is worshiping him, but she's in fact worshiping a false god. So I'm reading the article and I'm like, oh boy. Oh boy. In a nutshell, okay. She's talking about how God makes no mistakes. And she's using that as a foundation and basis that because he makes no mistakes, she identifies as a male. And because she says she is a Christian, then God made her that way. And I was like, no, he didn't. You are in sin. And she was just going on a tear about how conservative Christians don't have a clue. Because she she got the clue, but we don't have a clue. And I'm here to break it to her via this podcast You can't identify yourself as a male, although you were born female, until you are blue in the face. We have not gotten it wrong. You, and just like any other person who has been deceived by Satan, are still a slave to sin, still in its bondage and chains. You must repent. At some point, 
we all have to spiritually wake ourselves up and understand rebellion against God is sin. And no, he doesn't understand why you are still rolling around in your vomit after having receiving the knowledge of truth. He's not going to understand. And again, air quotes around the word understand. He is not going to understand your sin when Christ has in fact went to the cross, died in your place, took on the full wrath of God in your steed, released you and I from the bondage of sin and even told us to go, comma, and sin no more. Beloved, it's not like we haven't received the commandment to love God with our whole heart, souls, minds, and strength and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves it's not like we haven't been given the holy command to live godly, sanctified lives. It's not like he hasn't sent Holy Spirit to train us, lead us, and guide us into sanctification and consecration so that we may obey Christ and be ready to stand before him on the day of judgment. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Listen, there will be no excuse. There is no excuse for rebellious sin. So no, it is not an addiction. It is not you being a victim of your circumstances. It is because you got sin. Think about it. Why would Jesus say, why would the Lord Jesus Christ say in Matthew 7, 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Amen. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few and few there be that find it. Amen. And then down in verse 21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Amen. Verse 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. 
and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Amen. Amen. So getting back to that article I was reading. This individual thought she was so on point. She was going to set us straight. God makes no mistakes. Okay. But then he's telling you it's okay to remain a homosexual, to remain a transgender, to remain an adulterer, to remain a fornicator. Could you see, beloved, this is not solely coming against being a transgender or being a transsexual. This is coming against any and all sins. And for anyone to make light of the wages of sin and try to encourage others to remain in their sins too, because Jesus nailed our sins to the cross so we can live however we want. No. So God is telling you it's okay to remain a murderous liar, a fornicator, to remain a thief, to remain covetous, to remain a gossip and a busybody, to remain a drunkard, a masturbator, a weed smoker, to remain idolizing your flesh, to remain a slave to sin, but that he's telling everyone else to remain on the straight and narrow path so we don't end up perishing in the lake of fire forever and ever. Why is he telling us that? But then he seems to be telling you you can live however you want to live. Well, I can tell you why. You are serving a fake Jesus. You are worshiping a false God. And that false God is telling you it's okay to remain in your abominations. Mm -hmm. That false God is telling you that you are right and everyone else in the as she said, conservative Christian community is wrong. So let me bring up this quote of hers. She is deceived to even believe, let, a, let alone write that God actually made her a transsexual, talking about God made me transgender and God does not make mistakes. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. So, in part, she went on to say, there is a view amongst some Christians that being transgender is an affront to God's design and, and an outward sign of rebellion. The purported argument goes, if you were born male, that is the way God intended you to be. Since God doesn't make mistakes, Living as anything other than male is an abomination worthy of scorn, admonition, isolation, or worse. And I'm like, oh boy. Yes, ma'am. The worst is the lake of fire. 
what she's talking about here is that we should not judge. We should not condemn anyone because God makes no mistakes. So if he made her to be a transgender, who who are we to even question that? Yeah, she is deceived and apparently still lost and enslaved to sin. She is a reprobate. She is steep in rebellion against God. Listen, all we have to do is take a look at Romans 1, 26 to 28 to see what's happening here. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections for even the for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature so ma'am no one is judging you no one is coming in unbelief because, you know, God, God makes no mistakes. But the Bible calls your lifestyle unnatural. That's not being a bigot. That's not being religious and a Pharisee. No, you got sin. Oh, Holy Spirit, you right. She believes she has freedom. She is not free. She is not free at all. Verse 27, Romans 1. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that rick that recompense of their error which was meat and even as they did not like to retain god in their knowledge well god gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Amen. He's saying doing things that should never be done. Sleeping, having sex with the same sex should never be done according to God. This is not coming out of a closed mind who can't get with the times we are living in. Listen, sin was sin in the garden and sin is sin today. So what has happened to this individual, God has turned her over because she refuses to repent. She even goes on further in her dissertation of her reprobation and dissipation and not to mention the countless times she said in this article about how God doesn't make mistakes, not to mention the misquoting of scriptures. And I'm like, and the scriptures that she's quoting of is is about how we don't know the mind of God and that how his ways are higher than our ways. She's misinterpreting that and cherry picking that as proof text that because we don't know the mind, the mind of God, but apparently she, she does, though, that who are we? Who are we to even say whom God has created? 
She is trying to convince herself that God's word is saying he has also created transsexuals. Well, we know as students of the Bible, he never said such a thing, nor has he even implied. What we do find in scripture that he calls homosexuality an abomination and that no homosexual, no effeminate by perversion will inherit his kingdom. But this is what else she had to say. And this is, you know, it's just to show you the mind of a reprobate. She put this in writing on the internet for all to see. She is basking and glorying in her rebellion. Listen carefully, Kay, to what she is saying. This is Satan speaking through her and she doesn't even know it. Listen, take a listen to this, okay? And then I'm going to move on from this article. But it was just so both disturbing and enlightening at the same time because we are delving into the mind of a reprobate. It's like it's one thing to read about this in the Bible, but but to actually see it happening in a person in real time, it is breathtaking. It is astonishing. God is always right. He knows the truth and he gave us his truth. Now, if we want to distort that truth, then we are on the path that leads to eternal destruction. So listen to the mind and the writings of a reprobate. Again, she, she, she peppered the whole article with God doesn't make mistakes. Listen to this. It is not only right-winged Christians that hold onto the belief that being transgender means that there is something wrong with a person. Transgender identity has been labeled as a mental disorder, a birth defect. Boiling it all down, it also equals the same message. If you are transgender, that must mean there is something wrong with you. It is thinking like this that makes transgender people an outcast class of citizens. It is thinking like this that makes it okay to minimize a transgender person and to make them the subject of ridicule and attack. Mm-hmm. Listen to the mind of a reprobate. Listen. She went on to say, the notion that transgender people are somehow defective leads to bigotry, discrimination, and other forms of nastiness. A follower of Jesus Christ will always tell individuals who are in sin, whether you are transgender, whether you are a fornicator, whether you are an adulterer, you keep practicing this, le this, this lifestyle against God, you will perish and end up in the lake of fire forever and ever. And their, their response is this article. We are bigots. We are discriminating against them, and we are projecting all, all forms of nastiness. It's not nastiness. It's called calling 
men and women to repentance. But they say, well, that's nastiness. How, how dare you say that to me? Trying to snatch a soul from hell's fire who is a reprobate, we get articles like this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So she goes on to say, because she was not finished reading us the riot act. The conservative Christian argument is that God doesn't make mistakes. And with that statement, I totally agree. God doesn't make mistakes. He is omnipotent and omnipresent. He created all things. And in her mind, he also created transgenders because we know from the Bible, he did create all things, but nothing that is abominable. But see, that gets lost on the reprobate. So he created all things and by his divine will, all things continue to operate the way that they should. He holds the bonds of the universe together. Here we go. God doesn't make mistakes. It is the opinion of some conservative Christians that transgender individuals must answer for their so-called abomination. Oh yes, Miss Missy, uh-huh, anyone that's in sin. Listen, the call to repent is not only for the transgender, it is for anyone that's listed over there in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, Revelation 21, 8, Galatians 5. What is that? 17, 18, 19 to what, 21? Mm-hmm. Mark 7, 20 to like 23. Lifestyles that goes against God's holy standards Yes, yes, you must repent. So anywho, she says, the church does not ask anyone to answer for being born blonde-haired or brown-eyed. See, the mind of a reprobate is so confused. She's saying that if the church is not calling out people who have blonde hair, no, 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 being born with blonde hair or being born with brown eyes. So then how come since a transgender is born that way, well, how come they are being called out? She, see? See, she thinks she is making a valid point, but she's not. Being blonde, no, being born blonde-haired or brown-haired is not sin. Nowhere in the Bible does it say, if you have blonde hair, you're going to hell. If you have green eyes, being being born with green eyes will send you to hell. But it does say if you continue to practice homosexuality, you will not inherit God's kingdom. So because a person is born any kind of way, should not automatically send them to hell. This is the mind of a reprobate. She believes that God born her, not a male or a female, but a transgender. And then she goes on to say, nor, <clears throat> nor does the church ask anyone to answer for being left-handed. Okay, see now... It's becoming comical. Hold on. Mm. It is now becoming comical. She is mocking God. 
That's what she's doing. And this is why God has turned her over to be a reprobate. She is now mocking God. But she thinks that she is making a point that because we are born with different traits, well, how come the church is not coming for those individuals, but they seem to keep coming for us? Because we were born that way, just like a person born left-handed didn't have a choice. Just like a person born with blonde hair didn't have a choice. Well, then how come they not going to hell? Because that's not sin. That's not sin. How you are living, that's sin. That's not coming from some conservative, uptight, religious Christian no, that's what the Bible says. And it and it's just so astonishing that they will quote from any other scriptures, but those scriptures that clearly in black and white states, lifestyles that will disqualify you from the kingdom. They don't never bring any of those scriptures up. All they want to talk about is how God is love and Jesus says, do not judge. I know. And so, and so she goes on to say, so why do they make that a condition for the person who is born transgender to be accepted. In fact, being, look, again, listen to the mind of a reprobate. In fact, being transgender does not mean that I was born in the wrong body. Being transgender means that God has placed me in the body that looks like one gender while I identify as being another. Well, if that is not the epitome of rebellion, then I don't know what is. God put that soul in a body as a male or a female, and if you don't identify with what you are looking at in the mirror every day, you are mocking God, telling him he got it wrong because I identify as a male. Although I'm looking at body body parts of a female, but I don't identify with that. Mm -mm. Nope, I am a male. Well, that's rebellion, and that is why he has turned you over to your vile affection. You are in rebellion. That's why you are a reprobate. It's not us judging you as a reprobate. We just read in Romans 1 why this has happened. Because you refuse to honor and give praise to the one and true living God. You rather suppress the truth and live a lie. You are living a lie. You are female. You are male. And you can run to doctors and psychologists and, and therapists to co-sign in your madness because that's what it is it is madness to co-sign in your rebellion and and pat you on the back and say you be you don't let anyone tell you who you know to be who you are that's why you are reprobate he, he turned you over to your depraved mind. That's not being a conservative uh, Christian. No, that's you rebelling. So, what else she says? Uh-huh. It is, it is neither. No, 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 no. Here we go. In fact... Being transgender does not mean that I was born in the wrong body. Being transgender means that God has placed 
me in the body that looks like one gender while I while I identified identify as being another. It is neither right nor wrong that I am a female in a male body. As much as it is neither right or wrong that I am six foot tall and left-handed, these things just are. Okay, I see what's happening here. It is neither right nor wrong that I am a female in a male body. Okay, you see how confusing this person is as well as confusing the readers of the article. The article is authored by a female name. So one would think that this is a female claiming she is a male. No. Mm -mm. No. I thought this was a female claiming to be a male. No, what it is, it is a male who feels trapped in a... No, no, no. Wait. See? He wrote, It is neither right nor wrong that I am a female in a male body. <sighs> See? See why I had to stop following this madness? They will have you all over the place. This is a male identifying themselves, himself as a female. And when, when he wrote the article, he penned it with a female name. <sighs> mm -mm. These things just are... This individual is six feet tall and left-handed. So just like he couldn't do anything about him being six foot tall and left-handed, well, he didn't have anything to do with the fact that he was born into the wrong body. And so now he is going to correct God, going to correct him that God... Now, I'm... The hypocrisy is astounding. He's saying that God makes no mistake, but by him identifying as the opposite gender, he is saying God made a mistake. Then what are you talking about then? Because you are talking out of both sides of your neck. You say, well, God make no mistakes, but then you are saying, well, he did make a mistake because although I was born with a male body, but I identify as a, as a woman, therefore, I'm going to have my name change. I'm only going to identify as a woman. Well, you are saying God made a mistake. If he makes no mistake, well, then why don't you agree with the gender you was born as? See, beloved. And then where I'm going to stop in this madness of this article, it might be a hard truth for some Christians to swallow. But God, in fact, made people who are transsexual. Wow. Wow is all I can say. It is clear that God has turned him over to a reprobate. Because initially, I thought this was a female claiming to identify as a male. But no. In the madness of it all, I'm just now understanding through all of this rhetoric that this is actually a male who believes he has been wrongly placed in a male body because he's female. So where did he get that from? Satan. Satan convinced this, this lost soul that he is actually a female. 
just getting everybody all confused. But I can tell you what we are not confused about. The reprobate will not go to heaven. There was no repentance anywhere in this article. Only rebellion and a stiff-necked attitude. But guess what, beloved? Many who are still slaves to sin have this same sentiment. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. And they will argue you, they will argue with you that God understands them. He made me this way and therefore it is okay with him. For we don't know the mind of God. His ways and thoughts are are higher than ours. Yeah, it truly is. And guess what? They use this quoted scripture to justify their filth. Yeah, he, well, he quoted this to say that he, that he apparently understands God's mind but conservative Christians who are who are stuck in their bigotry and homophobia don't understand God's mind and who are we to question him because as he quoted numerous times in this article God makes no mistake well you know what I pray he I pray he repents He actually believed that he is born again, filled with God's spirit, and yet flying in the face of Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Amen. Nowhere in this account is he making a third gender. All, and I mean all, identifying genders outside of male and female are not of God. They are demonic and straight from the pit of hell. That's it. And so... Again, this is not picking on homosexuals, lesbians, the whole alphabet community. This is for anybody who has sin. So what happens if we continue to sin? Well, we risk becoming a reprobate. That's what happens if you continue to live and and rebel against God's holy standards. He will give you over to your depraved mind and inordinate affections. We run the risk of being thrown into the lake of fire because we had lived a life of sin, delusion, and deceit refusing to repent and live a clean and holy life. We face God's wrath and eternal separation. We run the risk of living suicidal and homicidal lives, lives of depression, unrest, and misery, all because we want to be rebellious. If we continue in sin, we run the risk of Hebrews 10.26 becoming our reality. Let's read it. For if we willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despiseth Moses' law 
died without mercy under under two or three witnesses of how much sorrow punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who had trodden under foot the son of god and had counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and had done despite unto the spirit of grace for we know him that has said vengeance belongeth unto me i will recompense saith the lord and again the lord shall judge his people verse 31 it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living god amen so beloved as i depart the podcast remember always god does not authorize nor does he air quotes understands why you and i refuse to live a chase life he doesn't make concessions for sin he doesn't make allowances for sin he hates sin it is a stench in his nostrils and he will never allow you and i to skate our way into his kingdom having lived a life of a reprobate he's not going to do it and if you think so you do not know the god of abraham isaac and jacob you are in fact worshiping a false god amen let us pray father in the name of jesus christ we come to you today with uplifted clean clean hands thank you for having mercy on our wretched souls thank you for salvation thank you that we have your grace we have your word that has been made so clear to us the unrighteous we we are called not to be deceived the unrighteous will not inherit your kingdom now i know this christ professing ungodly world who claims to be a christian but rarely rarely do we hear them professing to be followers of jesus we know they want to put you in a box of falsity and lies that you are okay with any lifestyle that they they live and lead claiming that you made them this way you you made them to be an abomination if we let them tell it this is your fault if 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 they are living in willful sin is your fault because you made me this way now father we as students of your word we know good and full well you do not create anyone to live a lifestyle that will cause them to end up in the lake of fire this is why you say because if anybody believes they were born this way well this is why you call all men and all men everywhere to repent to repent jesus says we must be born again so if anyone believes they were born in the wrong body well they need to be born again 
mm-hmm, flesh and blood will not inherit your kingdom. Oh, Father, you, you are telling us in this last day and hour, we cannot go on living wicked, rebellious lives. Thank you for the message you have given your messengers to proclaim. You must repent. Jesus says, but unless you repent, you too shall all likewise perish. Those who come to Christ Jesus and who are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are being trained to be holy, to actually live a life that is pleasing to you, Father. We have been called out of deception. I love it how Colossians 2.8, because many try, try daily to deceive us. Colossians 2.8, see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, pseudo-intellectual babble, according to the tradition and musings of mere men, following the elementary principles of this world, rather than following the truth, the teachings of Christ. Amen. Father, we are not condemning anyone. We are not being self-righteous and religious. We got the plank out of our eye. We have been literally snatched from hell's fire. And the fact that we love our neighbor as ourselves, why wouldn't we warn anyone who claims Christ is their Lord and Savior, but they are living in sin? Why wouldn't we warn them? You're going the wrong way. That's not of God. You have been preached a false Jesus. Father, you have shown us and taught us the way. The way, it is straight and it is narrow. May those who have sincerely repented do not follow the dictates and the rantings of those who are still stuck in sin. Because anyone who wants to remain in their sins, they would love articles like that. Supposedly giving them the okay that they can stay in whatever sin they believe. That they were either born this way or they can't help it. God understands. No. God forbid, Father, may they all repent. We are called to be fashioned and conformed into the image of your Son. May, may eyes be opened today, Father. May this message be not misconstrued. Because I know some will pull on the fact that we are made of nothing but the dust and that you understand this and therefore many have distorted that truth as a license to stay in their abominations claiming god made me this way he he gets me Mm-mm. that is pseudo intellectual babble 
also known as high-sounding nonsense. May the, may the war against sin continue, Father. Bless your holy name. I revere your name. Thank you for saving me. And I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus that we mature, that we come away from this world and not be indoctrinated by intellectual pseudo babble. We know you're we know you only made two genders. This we know. And this lying, deceitful world who is under the power of Satan, they can say what they want. We have tuned them out. I only brought part of this article to light just so we can we can hear how these people are truly thinking we know they are reprobates and to actually believe they are christians followers of jesus christ and still believe that they are going to heaven in the abomination have mercy, Father. I pray they repent. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory be to my God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, beloved. Repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. We have been commanded. 1 Corinthians 10, 21, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Amen. Ephesians 5, 11, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Amen. Ephesians 4, 27, give no opportunity to the devil. Amen. First Peter 5, 8, be sober minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Amen. And Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Praise the living God. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.